The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. 2022 season is upon us. Teams are on their way. We've got some teams practicing already. Week zero games are getting closer and closer. Bear, it's August. We have football this month. How are you, my friend? I'm well, yeah. No, the, the, the season is uh, is, uh, is upon us, and we've already gone out there and thrown some uh, some win totals and stuff out there for the for the season, and yeah, it's the first time for us to really kind of kick them around in detail, and I guess probably going to be a go through conference to conference, or yeah. how are we going to do this? Well, let's just start where it means more. How about that? Want to do that? I got I got notes on every SEC team. Wow. Uh, Season win totals. I got a, I got a question for you about a team that I think is going to be an underdog against a non-power five team, and I want to take that SEC team. So let's start with the SEC. You good with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start in the West. Uh, I think the conversation surrounding um, everything in this conference is again, Alabama and Georgia are in their own tier. Do you agree? Yes, I, I I do agree. I, I think there are people who might be a little uh, curious as to how George is going to replace so many players from that legendary defense last year. But I think you need to remember that Jalen Carter was the best player on that defense last year, and he's hmm. back. As yes. are a majority of uh, five-star ridiculous recruits that Kirby Smart and staff have been assembling for the last couple of years. So I don't think there's going to be uh, a massive fall off. I, I think the way the schedule breaks down, uh, if you're just looking at the the actual win total uh, for from for not only for Georgia but for Alabama, mm-hmm. like I've had the, I've had this philosophical conversation with with, with, with a few people that are talking about oh, why are you why why are you laying what do you want to lay two forty and go over ten and a half and and my thought process is I'd rather lay more serious juice and get a half a game edge and win on 11 than push on 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the odds of Alabama and Georgia losing two regular season games, I think are, are very slim. And I mean, I know there are probably some people uh, in, in Knoxville or some, some people uh, in, in, in Lexington or some people in Gainesville or uh, other, other places in the East. I think they have a chance to, to upset Georgia, but yeah, I, I don't see Georgia losing twice. Okay. Uh, I don't see Alabama losing twice, so uh, I would lay the the heavy juice with on, on ten and a half with both those teams, knowing that I went on eleven, and the odds of losing on, on ten and two, I think, are pretty slim. Gotcha. Uh, I've seen you mentioned it over ten and a half. I've seen up to minus two fifty five. I've seen over eleven and a half on plus one thirty, and that's where I want to start with Alabama. And there's here's the reason. People, you got to realize it's a, it's a season long bet. the The things that can happen over a season and cost you a game or a half that equal a loss uh, are are infinity. So I, I totally agree with you there, Bear, uh, about the idea of of paying for an extra possible loss when you're talking about a team that's favored to win a national championship. And with this Alabama team, I was listening to Nick Saban this morning on on. Uh, McElroy and Kubelik, and he said last year was a rebuilding year. Yeah. And he's and 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 I understand where he's coming from. Like yep. they had a lot of things to fill 
But that's the genius of Nick Saban in this program is that they had guys come in and dominate. And that's the issue when you have to go against them. And think, I thought he made- think about that. Think about that, by the way. Rebuilding no, I- year. Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in Bryce Young, most dominant defensive player in the country in Will Anderson. And you play for the national championship and blow out Georgia in the SEC championship game. Other than that, just your normal every every ho hum rebuilding year. Yeah, and it, it, like he's saying it, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, last year at this point, Bryce Young was a question mark. You know, we want we needed to see more. I think there's a lot of guys this year, probably not to the caliber of Bryce Young, but are in the same position. Saw some things, but now it's their turn, and we'll get to the go. There's plenty of those in this conference. Uh, but when you look at Alabama this year, okay, they have the best player in college football, in my opinion, Will Anderson on defense. They have Bryce Young, obviously the Heisman Trophy winner. So they're pretty good uh, top-heavy at, 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 at those two positions. I still question what we're going to see from, or I shouldn't say I question. I just want to see what and how the wide receiver position plays out. I think Burton, the kid from Tra- Georgia, is going to be the number one. Uh, watching the national championship game last year with no Mechie and Jamison goes down, you know, Ajayi, he had a couple drops, but I know he's gone to Texas. And you heard Saban talk about guys didn't step up that had opportunities in that game. Maybe they didn't know that it was going to be their time to shine, but they weren't ready. And when you read Saban's stuff about this team, I feel like he's good with who's gone. And, you know, I I mentioned Ajayi's gone. Billingsley both went to Texas. And Saban's quotes are, we don't have any complainers. We got guys that want to do what they're coached to do. Not a lot of negative guys. And that's a scary thought for me. And when I talk about the question of receivers, I do love the idea of what they're bringing in at running back in Jameer Gibbs. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you talk about and talk to people who have seen a lot of them. If you haven't watched a lot of Georgia Tech, there's not a lot of chances for success uh, with him. The uh, They could have some holes to fill up front. Who's going to be the center? One of the guards. Um, just looking at it again, Bear, three NFL drafts the last three Five Alabama first-round wide receivers. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's just the transformation of not only Alabama, but the entire mm-hmm. SEC turning into that that type of league. But, yeah, if there was one area last year, I think, that uh, Alabama did kind of have a bit of a rebuild or a, mm-hmm. uh, a struggle, I think it was an offensive line yeah. where they did struggle uh, getting some push-up front and running the ball at times. So you, you would assume – and even with Evan Neal gone, that, that they should have a bit more success uh, this year running the ball just from being the guys that are back uh, a year more a year more acclimated to the uh, to the position and uh, bringing in a player like Gibbs, who I think is a much more dynamic type player than Brian Robinson was. Yeah, and when you look at Bryce Young, I just I really wonder if he's going to have better numbers than he did last year. I, I would bet. I, I I'm just kidding. I would bet no. Because when you think back to all the big plays Jamison William provided himself, the the catch and runs that he had, I, I go back to the Arkansas game that was that was a track meet. Uh, Mechie, what he brought to the table, I don't think he's going to be able to put up the numbers. And then I think about the other running backs where he could put Gibbs on the field, go two backs. I mean, you got Latou and you got Oots at, at tight end. Those guys are stellar. So the offense is going to be scary. I can't wait to see them in a real road game early on in Austin uh, that we'll have plenty of time to talk about down the road. 
Uh, Saban, you know, we know his his deal is 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 the defensive secondary. They have both coordinators back, which doesn't happen a lot at Alabama. Uh, so you got Eli Ricks coming over from LSU. Uh, you know, I think Kool-Aid will probably be the the other corner. They get their kicker back. And I just there's no chance I'm going under uh with this team. <laughs> and I expect them to for sure be in the playoff. And 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 I heard Bryce Young earlier this summer at SEC Media talk about, you know, we're we're at the point where not a national title is is a failure of a season. And that's a tough one. I, I just want this one note to put in. I, I was outside. I went into the press conference last year and everybody talked about, you know, Saban's words talking about Bryce Young and Will Anderson and what they brought to the table in a year that was a rebuilding year. And it ends with a national title game loss. I saw the pain those two guys felt. I mean, it was not a pretty scene as they walked off the podium outside the room. And to see those two guys embrace um, is a scary thing for opponents. I, I, if, if I'm one of them, uh, knowing what I saw in their two faces and knowing the opportunity that they have. So I, I think everything of Alabama, you're not going to get anything negative here from me. Uh, so anything else on them? No, don't ignore me. You mentioned Will, and he's someone who I did. Uh, he's the only guy I've made a play uh, in the, to win the Heisman Trophy. And I got him Love like it. forty to one Love earlier it. in there, like earlier in like I think it was around April or so. And I think he's been down to twenty five or one. But uh, look, my, my thinking is I think there might be some people this year who are hesitant in voting for Bryce Young to win it for a second straight year. Uh, I think what you had mentioned about his numbers probably not being as good as they were last year. I mean, how could they be? They were historic. Mm-hmm. And I think there were people last year that thought Will Anderson was the best player in the country, but just uh, ultimately didn't vote for him to win the Heisman Trophy. And, and I think what he did last year gives him more of a head start uh, people know who he is now. They know the production. Uh, and I think if you look at the other contenders, you've got a couple of guys at Ohio State in C.J. Scroud and in Trevor Henderson and Jackson Smith and Jigba who could maybe split the vote somewhat, and mm-hmm. that could hinder. Uh, see, I mean, you don't have to take many votes. I wouldn't think this year from C.J. Stroud, whether whether you vote for Smith and Jigba or Henderson, to to potentially uh, maybe. Cost I was it cost Stroud the award, but but make him less likely to win if people do uh, wind up actually thinking Stroud will will win it this year. So uh, I think there are some um, some reasons at the top the way the award could shake down to uh, to think that Anderson could be a very legitimate contender. And oh by the way, I remember last year Aiden Hutchinson did finish second. Yep. So I mean, a defensive player came close last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I, I think there there is an opportunity this year maybe a defensive player could wind up winning. So we'll see. Uh, the schedule at Texas week two, I would look at, um, obviously everybody's going to have eyes on October 8th when AM comes into Tuscaloosa. We'll get to them. They go to Rocky top the following week, uh, October 15th, where plenty of expectations in Knoxville will get to. They do go to Death Valley November 5th. They get the Iron Bowl at home. Uh, they go to Ole Miss the second week of November. So I think it's an over or nothing uh, as far as the Crimson Tide go. Um, let's move on. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, the next team I have here. Ready? Starkville, Mississippi State. I have one stat there that jumped out to me. I really like what I've seen reading about this team, what they bring back as a roster, and I found this nugget. Since 2000, Mike Leach has had three three-year quarterbacks. All three of those years, his team won nine games. Can you name those three quarterbacks? Hmm, that's a good question. Graham Harrell? Yep. You got one before that at that school, and then you got one after that at Washington State. Cliff Kingsbury? Correct. And then Wazoo would be? Jets. Bad performance. Monday Night Football. Got thrown to the Wolves. Oh, yeah. Luke Falk. Yes. There you go. Um so they get Will Rogers back. This is his year, third year. Uh, they got seven receivers that returned and at least caught 29 balls. They got a kid, Austin Williams, uh, Bear. <laughs> he's played for Mullen, Moorhead, and he's in his third year with Mike Leach. <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to be he, 27. Let's see. Where he, he, he could be like the mayor of Starkville. Yes. When he, uh, I was going to say he's been there like for a third of his life. Yes. He will be 24 when the season begins. It's crazy. <laughs> um, seven years. Seven, talk about a 30 for 30 right there. Seven years in Starkville. Yes. Uh, incredible. Uh, they also have something that happened with their roster that I've never seen. And we know the hatred in the Egg Bowl. Uh, wide receiver Malik Heath has transferred from Starkville to Oxford. You don't find that mm. very often. They no. do have to replace both tackles. Obviously, Cross is the first rounder. They threw it 76% of the time uh, last year. Uh, they went 7-6. and six. Obviously, a bad performance in the bowl game against uh, Leach's old school in Texas Tech. Uh, every player on the 2D will be at least 21 or 22 years old when the season starts. Zach Garnett, very good defensive mind there. Um, they... The problem is is the schedule to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it's brutal um, when you look at it. They go to LSU early. They get AM and Arkansas at home. They're at Kentucky and at Bama, and they're home against Auburn and Georgia. Uh, the number is six and a half. I see over six and a half minus 120. It's not a play for me, but if I had to do with that, with reading all this, I would go over with, 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 with State. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. So many of these – these middling SEC teams, uh, I'm having a like like a problem with uh, because they're really so similar, and, and there's so many 50-50 games 
involved and you, you look at me, you, you'll, you'll beat Bowling Green. You, you, you'll, you'll, you'll win your FCS game, but mm-hmm. every other game outside of the, the Alabama game, like in the Georgia game, you appear, it appears to be like a like winnable. Yeah. Um, no doubt. But, but also losable at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the good thing is, is you do get A&M at home. You do get Arkansas at home and you get Auburn at home as well. So like, like you do get a, a bunch of those games at home. And if, if you do go down their schedule last year, I mean, so many of their losses were oh, kind of like, of, of the, of, of like the, the, I don't want to say indefensible, but, but like, of, of like the most ridiculous man, like special teams meltdowns that uh, is that going to happen again this year? So, I mean, I would tend to agree with you mm-hmm. that if, if you did, if you did have to make a play, on on the side and you I would lean I would lean over. It's funny though, we talked about on Daily Wager a couple of weeks ago. That Memphis game oh. is wild. Like like did did the did the odds maker is just whiff on, on, on that number? Because that number is like moved from like eight to sixteen or something like that. Mm. And uh like like there could be some massive middle opportunities. And I mean I know this isn't one of the the typically good Memphis teams of of recent years, but Memphis did beat them last year. Yeah, in, in, in one of those ridiculous type games. Correct. So that's that's going to be an interesting. And then Arizona to open is is a game that I mean I, I think people think that Arizona is going to be better this year, uh, but they're they're there's like they're people who are touting them for the over. But that schedule's tough. And then you get and you got to go to LSU. Yeah, uh, and, and I and, and I, I'm I think I'm going to be a lot higher on LSU than a lot of yeah. other people are. Mm-hmm. So uh, like like it, 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 it's tricky. If I had to play a side, I would go under. I would go over rather, but okay. it, it's it's certainly nothing that I feel uh, is totally strong conviction with. Understood. And if you don't start two and zero, you got no chance of going over. I'll tell you that. And you mentioned the games last year. They won seven. They lost the bowl game. I mentioned that they won seven, and that includes missing three field goals and a thirty-one twenty-eight loss <laughs> to Arkansas. Missing a 33-yarder against LSU, lost 28-25, and then the Egg Bowl debacle where he missed two field goals and and, and lost by 10. But it is – it's a lot of – it's it's just it, – to me, it's Leach in, in a nutshell of, of the, the roller coasters. Like, when it's going, it's good, and then there's just stuff that makes you scratch your head. So it's not a great one, but I definitely would lean uh, over with State. Let's stay in that state with Ole Miss – who, I mean, you got to start with the turnover, right? I mean, they lost both, yeah. you know, both coordinators. They lose uh, five of the ten assistants. The quarterback, top rusher's gone. They lost twenty starters. Uh, they won ten wins. You know, they had ten wins last year, most in school history. Um, I, I, the the problem I have, and this is is uh, sort of. Uh, what I feel better about AM when we get to them is the quarterback position. They got Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer that are going to compete for the job. Altmeyer was brutal, thrown to a horrible situation in that bowl game against Baylor, sacked seven times, two picks, and yep. you know, just thrown to the wolves. Dart has shown flashes at SC. Uh, I just think back to Pac 12 quarterbacks coming into this league. Uh, JT Daniels at the end of 20 season got it going. Um, but I also think of KJ Costello, who came. To Mississippi State lit up LSU, who we saw was not the best defense that year, and ended up losing his job uh, to Rodgers. Yep. So, and you got another, and you got another Pac-12 quarterback coming into the SEC with uh, Jaden Daniels at LSU as well. Yes, uh, we will get to that situation. But 
I I don't like all this turnover. I I I think I think obviously the world of Lane is a play caller. The number is eight. Also, uh, minus one twenty five over. I the, the idea of all these guys fitting in, uh, guys missing spring ball. Uh, the kid they got from UCF, the re- receiver Jalen Robinson's phenomenal. Everybody loves the tight end from Trig, uh, from USC, Michael Trigg, who's about 6'4, 245, and is an absolute stud. Um, everybody's saying, and the idea of the defense, you lose Durkin, who I think really highly of. Uh, they, they lined up with six or more defensive backs in 87% of their snaps last year. No other team in the country did it more than uh, seven, 700 of the 991 snaps. The schedule is more favorable i think at the beginning than when you look at like somebody like state like they could be that's good that's good though for for a team that has so many questions and going to take some time to to gel to be able to have that schedule to to open up and and really have an opportunity to be four and oh five and oh six and oh maybe it could be seven and oh seven and oh yeah they could be seven and oh they get kentucky and vandy in the crossovers and We'll get to Kentucky because they're Kentucky. You're going to want to get early. They're they they got some things going on with possible suspensions and guys filling in there. So um, the schedule is very manageable. But I I honestly could see them being seven and zero and ending seven and five. I really could. Uh, when you go at LSU, at A and M, home for Bama, at Arkansas, and home for State, like that's that's pretty rough. Uh, but yeah. you know they're going to score. Lane will figure out the offense. I just don't trust all the turnover. That's why I'm not taking or touching uh, over eight on Ole Miss. I might actually even yeah. play the under. I, yeah, I've seen seven and I've seen seven and a half at DraftKings, um, and the over is actually minus one forty five. So they get a little bit of plus money on under seven and a half, which might be the uh, might be the way to go. As kind of we we outline there that uh, there there is an opportunity there where they may. Uh, even if they, I mean, just just think about what we just said. If everything goes right and they start off great and go seven zero, there's still no guarantee that they pick up that eighth win. Yes. So uh, under under seven and a half would probably be the side uh, that, that I would play here because I do think uh, it'll be difficult for for Lane to kind of fill fill that staff in as well as he did last year and mm-hmm. and, and losing Levy and, and losing uh, Dirk and th- th- those are. Those are massive losses. So, and yeah, I, I would I would consider the under seven and a half here. And I'll, I'll say the offensive line is not going to be great, but Lane has proven he could coach with an inferior offensive line year in and year out. Uh, if anybody was looking for the final numbers on fourth downs last year, fourth and three or more, he went for it thirty times, including eleven times in their own territory. Uh, nine of the fourteen transfers he brought in are four stars, uh, but. I mean, 20 players transferred out and very, very few guys contributed last year. So we'll talk about that as we go here, especially in this conference, the way guys are changing schools. But it's a it's a lean to the under uh, for me. And also, it's it's kind of my opposite thinking, Barry. You know, I always like to get a couple of win totals out of the way. Early you like, if you want to know, you want to know early. Exactly. Yes. Now, I will say if they get a couple hiccups early, you're golden. I think you're golden here with Ole Miss, but it yep. could. I, I tend to lean. It's going to be a late season sweat, and I don't want any part of that. All right, next War Eagle, Auburn. Number is six. 
Uh, interesting squad here. We know about the turmoil in the offseason. Just, I mean, the witch hunt that was out for Harson was just not even fair. Uh, first losing season since uh, 2012 last year. And good news for Auburn fans, the following year after that, three and nine season, you won the title. Uh, but you get uh, Mason takes a pay cut to go to Oklahoma State, the defense coordinator. But he gets rid of Bobo. Uh, Austin Davis comes in and quits uh, 20 players to the portal. Who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Finley? They bring in Calzada from AM. Uh, new offensive coordinator, obviously, uh, Keesaw. And the schedule, again, th- this team could could rip off five, six in a row. Uh, I think this team is is found something in the offseason with all that they went through, and I think they got a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, Tank is an absolute stud. I'm not sure how many running backs I would take in the conference over him. The offensive line has to figure it out. Uh, they got experience, but they, they, they didn't have any um, explosive plays last year, and they only scored 12 touchdowns uh, last year, I believe, on the ground. So it's a lot. Of, a lot is on the table here for Harson. Obviously, with what happened, um, they lost seven D line to the portal, but returned three starters. Uh, two of those guys had had double digit t- uh, TFLs. Uh, they get Papo back. Um, they lost some corners, and. I- I'm kind of rooting for this team, knowing what they had to go through in the offseason, Bear. Uh, they get five home games to start. Uh, two biggest rivals are the best two programs in the country in Alabama and Georgia. But when you look at the start, you get Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, Missouri, LSU. I think those are all winnable. I lean over with War Eagle at six. Yeah, the, 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 I know uh, we were talking with Greg McElroy last week as well. And he's also on the uh, the Auburn the Auburn over as well. I mean, the, the way the schedule does break down, uh, getting all those games at home is certainly mm-hmm. a help. To say you're five and zero there feels like six is the right number. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it'll be a for for me it's a no play. I, I think six and six is if I had to play it again like I would miss, with Steve State. Uh, I'd go over, but it does feel like 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 six is the right number. Again, the good thing is uh, you do get Arkansas at home, and you do get AM at home, and you do get LSU at home uh, among those games that could be more winnable uh, than others. But yeah, I'm just I'm just I mean, you think about how, how bad everything went last year, and they still should have beaten Alabama. Yes, uh, that, 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 that's the amazing thing. Uh, could have beat Penn State too. Yeah, you know, I mean, that game was right there. Uh, and I would say you don't have a chance with the over if they lose to Penn State uh, early in 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 the, in the season. Um, Arkansas nine and four last year, first ranked finish in a decade. Uh, KJ Jefferson comes back, fourth rated passer in the SEC last year, behind Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett, and Bryce Young, uh, the best running back transfer to UTSA. Obviously, Traylon Burks, 40% of the team's wide receiving yards bear last year, 40%. Uh, when you go back and watch them, 
Uh, it's amazing how much KJ relied on him and went to him in, in every possible pressure needed first down situation, stuff like that. Uh, they do bring in former five-star Jaden Hazelwood from Oklahoma. He was the number one wide receiver in the class of 19. Uh, they did get scorched, that defense, in their four losses. Um, they didn't score against Georgia. They gave up 51 to Ole Miss, 35 to Bama, and 460 yards to Auburn. Uh, they did lead the SEC in rushing. I think they have to do that to have success again mm-hmm. this year, and that was the first time uh, since Run DMC. Uh, I, the two, the, the the two, the first two games to me are um, fascinating. Are real, yes, uh, they get Cincinnati at home, and then South Carolina comes in, who's a team that I'm I'm really high on. Um, but your thoughts on on Arkansas. I like Arkansas. And, and, and again, okay. I, I do. But I, I think it's interesting, though, because they're kind of the reverse of all of these other teams uh, that we just talked about in terms of the scheduling. Like they, they, they don't get a break. I mean, they're Mm-mm. they're in it. They're in it from the start. And uh, I, I think the fact that you do have uh, we talked about coaches leaving uh, the, the fact that, uh, that, 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 that that Sam Pittman got he. You talk about Kendall Bryles and mm-hmm. Barry Odom like turning down other opportunities uh, to stay uh, in in Fayetteville. I, I think that is going to help them, uh, especially early on this year. I, I, I like Arkansas again. You got to go eight and four to win, yeah, uh, w- w- which is a tough thing. And I mean, just the, the it's just so hard. Like I said, with a lot of these SEC teams, with uh, the lack of automatic wins that you would assume. Uh, that, that they should have four wins at the end of the year, but you don't mm-hmm. know because I think LSU could be okay. Ole Miss by that point in the year might be better, and who knows what's going to happen with uh, with with Missouri. I like them, but it might it might result uh, in a better team talent wise or a, a really good team a team on par with last year's, but eclipsing uh, or reaching last year's season win total. Might be difficult to do. Uh, just to, just look at that. You got you got A and M, A and M, Alabama at Mississippi State at BYU four weeks in a row. Man, that that is tough. Yeah, and and, and that's after the the Cincinnati South Carolina start to the year as well. So that's a that's a hard schedule. Um, I like them, but but I certainly wouldn't play over. You said it. October first, Bama at home. And then they get a bye week after BYU, but then they go to Auburn again. Uh, four straight road games in the middle. That's very weird. Um, they do get their kicker back. Cam Little returns um, 2024 last year. Uh, I this is this will go with our other team. They basically traded two guys from their secondary to LSU for two transfers to come from LSU. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that that um, pans out. Uh, they do get Catalan back, who was a, back, a, yep. a, a, a 2020 fresh, uh, freshman All-American. And Odom is, I mean, he's been solid. Uh, like I said, they got lit up in their four losses. But, I mean, they held nine of the 13 opponents under 250 yards passing. So there's uh, the other um, uh, question mark they have is uh, they get Drew Sanders from Alabama, who was a five-star linebacker who's just never been able to stay healthy in Tuscaloosa. 
Uh, interested. To, I think he could be a serious force off the edge. And they get uh, one of the best names, Bumper Pool, back at linebacker. Uh, I would lean under there just because I think it's pretty daunting of a task with the schedule, even though I love Pittman. And Kendall Browse will figure out the offense. I'm not worried about him. Uh, but I just think the task of the schedule is too tough. Let's go to Baton Rouge. Uh, you mentioned you like LSU. You go. No, I, I do. I, I think people are are down on LSU and kind of mainly because of the just the, the the Brian Kelly, like the the way he got hired, all the ridiculous videos, and I think they're more hung up on the culture fit uh, than, than anything else. I mean, like LSU last year didn't have or last two years didn't have a talent problem. They, they had kind of a a culture problem. They had, they had guys holding themselves out for the pros. They had off the field issues with, uh, w- w- with coach O like they, they still got players there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, for, and for this total to be, I mean, there, there were some six and a halfs out there. There were some sevens out there. There were some seven. Like, it, it's kind of like there. I know there are people who, who got some nice over six and a half under seven and a half. And it seems like it's kind of falling on seven right now, but, I, I think seven and five is kind of a a, a, a bottom basement level for because I think there's a really good chance they open four and oh yes uh, before the before they go to before they go to Auburn and you get Tennessee at home you get all miss at home UAB you'll, you'll beat like like I think there is definitely an opportunity for LSU to win seven or eight games so uh, again the defense completely bottomed out last year and I think uh you, you bring you bring in Matt House, who uh, obviously from some familiarity with, with with Brian Kelly there, as well as the offensive coordinator as well. I like I think I I think there is definitely some uh, some reason for upward movement for LSU. And again, we talked about Alabama uh, against uh, Auburn last year. As bad as things went for LSU last year, and you only went to Tuscaloosa and won. Yeah, so, so I, 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 I kind of echoes the, the the point on like the, the the talent level is still there, and Brian Kelly, like for all the knocks that he go, he couldn't win the big game at Notre Dame, and he went to the playoff in the New Year's Six and got blown out. Like when when, when Brian, there were big underdogs in those games. Like when Brian Kelly was a favorite at Notre Dame, I, I think he won something like his last. 40 or 45 games in a row. Like, like he won games, all the games that they were supposed to win, all the games when they were perceived to have better talent, they won. And he's going to set foot on the field uh, at LSU with better talent a good amount of the time. So, again, I, I think if that continues where Brian Tully, the head coach, wins the games that he's supposed to win, uh, I think that bodes, that, that bodes well. For, uh, for Baton Rouge, for, for his era uh, in, in Baton Rouge, as long as they continue to recruit the type of players that they can and, and will, and I think they will. So, uh, yeah, if I, I would play over seven for LSU because I don't think I don't think six and six is uh, is in the cards. I think they're at least seven and five. I think LSU is going to have a better year than people think. I agree. Uh, a couple things here. Obviously, everybody made a big deal about him going there, and you mentioned it. The coaching staff he has aligned has one holdover from the LSU uh, staff, and that's Brad Davis, and he's also the O-line coach, and that, I think, is their biggest question mark. There's not a lot of depth there. There is some talent, but when you already keep the guy who knows these guys, I think that helps a ton. 
The big decision is the quarterback. Do you want Brennan? Who's be- Brennan was there before Joe Burrow got there. Yep. That's insane uh, to me. Um, you know, he averaged 370 70 yards in his three starts. Uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, you know, the kid from Arizona State, obviously athletic, has had issues with his accuracy. And the wild card to me still is Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, you know, Kelly said he had the best spring. And the best thing about this, whoever the quarterback is, the wide receiver group is loaded. Uh, you got Butte, Jenkins, Besh. Uh, they 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 could go seven deep uh, at wide receiver. The, uh, Emory Jr. looks like he's going to be the running back. He's had some issues, but Brian Kelly said he's tightened it up. They bring in Noah Kane from Penn State. And one thing that Brian Kelly has said all offseason is that O-line has to be strengthened, and you've got to be able to run the ball in this division. And I completely agree. They finished 13 out of 14 in total rushing yards last year in the SEC. And that included a single-game rushing record from <laughs> Davis Price against Florida. Uh, Denbrock is the new OC from Cincinnati. Um, I I think the defensive line talent is phenomenal. I love Ojaleri. Uh, Mason Smith is a guy that they're talking about. It's going to have a big year. They don't have any production at corner, but they did bring in a bunch of guys. They brought Banks from Ohio State, uh, big, all Big 12 corner from Oklahoma State. Um, they got both their safeties back. They led the SEC in pressures last year. Uh, one issue I do have is the kicker is going to be a true freshman, but he was the top-ranked uh, kicker in the class. And you talked about it. He should win the games he's supposed to win. They could be favored in 10 games this year. So I, I'm completely biased because I think the world of Brian Kelly. Uh, so I'm definitely over. I, I grabbed over six and a half earlier. Uh, I would even say over seven, as you did. Uh, for for the one big big opener I, though that's an exciting game too. It is. It Florida is. Florida State in New totally Orleans. Is. I, in New I Orleans. Hope, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that that's a glorified home game for uh for LSU. I hope Noah Kane has a has a good year this year. He, I, I don't know what happened with him at Penn State last year. Uh, I, I, whether it was something going on off the field or just rehabbing from an injury, but he say he he totally. Looked like a like a different player from the the player who flashed so much potential uh, earlier in his career, and I, I hope I hope he gets it back to to that level because he he could be a pretty dynamic addition if uh if he can resemble the player that he was earlier in his career than uh that, than he was last year where he kind of uh, appeared to have checked out a little bit. Very good. All right, let's get to the last team in the West. Not. I'm not saying they're coming in last, all you crazy people in College Station, uh, but it's Texas A&M. You heard of me. You heard everybody. You the, the last team in the West. Yep. You heard That's them. me. Uh, your thoughts, A&M, College Station, Jimbo, everything, all that comes with it. Go. <laughs> all that comes with it. I, I think this is going to be a, a team where I think a lot of people, you know, it's kind of the situation with Miami, too, because of – the great recruiting that's gone on this this, this offseason and this event, potential signing class for next, like these these players aren't there yet. So you need to be able to differentiate like like what what is tangible to help these teams on the field this year. And uh, a signing class for the upcoming season is not helping them this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need to figure out their quarterback position. Uh, I think they need to 
They need to have some of the recent signees step in on the off on, on the defensive line. Uh, you look at the the running back position. Losing Spiller is a big deal. Yes, I know you, you're you, you've got guys behind him who uh, who you feel you can do the job. But again, it, it feels like Alabama on the road is 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 a is a potential loss. And then uh, I've said it before, like only once since Johnny left have the uh, have the Aggies beaten both Mississippi and Mississippi State mm. in the same year. So like you got you got to get over that hump as well. Uh, I, I think they are a, a year away from from really threatening to reach the college football playoff and to win the West. It's clear that. Uh, they are the uh, on the ascendancy, and I think the the little bit of a feud, if you want to call it that, uh, that, that was going on in the offseason with Jimbo and Saban was good. A little bit of juice uh, is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Arkansas game will, will will be a difficult game. Mississippi State on the road will be a difficult. Like, like there are, I mean, you got those three. You get, you, again, we talked about the uh, the Arkansas four weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row, you got Miami coming in. You got the Arkansas game. Mm-hmm. You go to Starkville, and then at the end of that, you go to Alabama. So yeah. I like that. That that's a that's probably a two and two stretch right there. I would think can can A and M go over the eight and a half? Sure, uh, it's a eight and a half minus one fifty to go over. Uh, it, it's eight. It's eight or nine probably. I, I think they're more likely um, nine and three than they are. Than the R eight and four, but but again, it's one of those, and I don't see an edge. Uh, you're, you're you're basically sitting right in the middle of I think the two most likely outcomes for for A and M. But I'm really curious to see uh, what direction they go at the quarterback position if they if they go to the freshman or if they just kind of bridge bridge the gap with Matt Johnson or or the or uh, or the other kid. Uh, yeah, and here's the deal. I'll say with Jim, I, I I saw nine. I didn't see any other numbers, and it's a stay away from me. I I don't see this team winning double digit games, but they are fascinating to me because you mentioned this class and all the hype. But even last year, that class of we're finally going to see these guys. And you know, I mentioned you know a, a five star receiver Evan Stewart. They got he was a spring game MVP. I'm dying to see what he looks like. I haven't watched the spring game, but all these frost four stars that are coming in, uh, I, I'm just excited to see him. Uh, you know, A chain will take over. You mentioned Spiller, 17 touches a game. Uh, a chain was awesome when he got the ball. Uh, where is it? Seven games when he averaged 12 touches, he averaged 115 scrimmage yards, 7.9 yards per touch. That's that's doing something. And I'll say this about the quarterback competition: at least this year, both guys compete with Mac Johnson and Haynes King. They've they've started games, and I think that's a huge step from mm-hmm. where they were last year when it was Haynes King and Calzada. Uh, they lose Weidermeyer at tight end. I thought he was one of the most underperforming players in the, in the league last year, and I think it's almost a good thing because now you get some youth. Uh, they brought in Steve Adazio. You can say what you want about Adazio. The guy could freaking coach an old line, and I think that's he's gonna he's gonna be fired up for that. They got to sure up the and left you side. Durkin. Yeah, and Durkin on defense. On defense. Um, but ninety one percent of the snaps last year for Jimbo's offense, they used tight end. So. A lot of opportunity for those young guys. You mentioned Durkin. AM already had a top 35 defense under Elko last year. Uh, every 21 on uh starter on the D line either graduated or went to the draft, and they got eight guys coming in. 
two came in early already, played in the spring, and and really uh, Jimbo thinks they're they're going to contribute uh, right away. They better, or else they're in trouble. Um, and Jimbo, I just reading about the secondary. Uh, he, he or the back end, he thinks uh, linebackers. You know, they usually play two. Uh, that's the biggest question mark. And he feels good about the depth. He's just got to figure out who's going to start um, in in the back end of that secondary. I'm fascinated by the game with Miami week three because I think both teams are going to find so much out about themselves in that game. It's just a great – like you mentioned, you compared them at the beginning of this. And all this – you know, you talk to Miami, and we'll talk to them. Maybe we'll uh, do ACC next week. But, like, they feel like they have the best quarterback in the conference. I don't know if I agree with that, but when you talk to people around that program, they feel like they do, which is great for the conference of your program when you know you have your guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned the schedule. Uh, I think at South Carolina is a tricky one. And did, did, did the five stars and, and recruits live up to the hype? The number I saw is nine for plus 110. I wouldn't touch the over. Uh, but I, I'm dying to see what this team looks like at, in that game at me uh, at home against Miami and at the end of the season. So um, it's a stay away from me, but fascinating to watch how the Aggies play out. Yeah, I, I think I might get an up close and personal look at that game in, in college. Yeah, I'm hoping to uh, join you there because uh, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt is going to follow Miami, Texas A&M week three. Oh, really? Awesome. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sure, yeah, it'll I'm, be nice I'm, and I'm, cool. Right, it's nice and oh, cool. Oh, no, I'm going to have right? Oh no! It's gonna it's gonna be a great a great double uh, double for me, and, and, and again, I can afford to sweat off a few pounds. But yeah, I'll have a uh, have Austin on the tenth for Alabama Texas, and okay. then we'll go to whatever primetime game that night, and then back to Texas the following week to Call Station more than likely. All right, for, uh, for Miami again. So that'll be I'll get my Texas two step. All right, very uh, good. In, in, in uh, September. More about the Bears travels in a bit. All right, let's go to the East. Uh, we touched on them at the top. Georgia, Georgia I've seen yeah. I've seen over 11.5 plus 155. Did you see any 10.5 for Georgia? Oh, yeah, I got 10.5 yeah. minus 240. 10.5 minus 240 still available. Okay. That's why I alluded to before. And I um, obviously, 15 players drafted. If you talk to some people around the Georgia program, Bear, I've heard people say they have a chance to be better than last year. I know. I, I've I know. heard people say that, and I'm I'm sorry. I can't buy it. Uh, I do love Kirby Smart's uh, quote: "You're either elite or you're not." I can't believe it's year seven for Kirby in Athens already. Um, it's it's you know I think it was just to see what he's done now that he has the title since '98. Thirteen teams have won the title. Thirteen teams have played in two title games. And George is one of those. Uh, just a testament to what they've done in that program, in that spot. Um, the offense, you talked about it. Bennett's back. Uh, I mean, I was going back. I didn't realize the numbers they put up as an offense. Um, you know, just seeing how, you know, the the, the two Bama games kind of overshadowed uh, your thought when until you go back and look. Uh, probably the best tight end room. In, in the country, yeah. uh, Gilbert hard, not, like, hard, hard not to think that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gilbert sounds like he's full go. Uh, Washington's a monster. And obviously, 
Brock Bowers, who led the, uh, led the country in tight end touchdowns with 13. Uh, they also bring in a freshman, uh, Oscar Delp, um, who uh, they've just raved about. Uh, they threw the ball 407 times more than they did in the title in the title game season in 17. Um, I mean, 36 points a game last year, 10th in, in the country. Uh, 20. Here's one thing that I thought the defense really stuck out. The defense got them 25% of their drives that started on the 40-yard line or better, and they scored 68% of those drives. That's that's efficiency. Um, fired up just to see the, the the new guys on the defense. You talked about it. Jalen Carter is back, 88. Watch out for him. And they both get edge uh, get other edge guys back, Nolan Smith and Robert Beal. I think Beal's in his fifth or sixth year, possibly. Um and here's one for the defense, and I'll, I'll you could go. Offenses went backwards more than they scored touchdowns <laughs> last year against Georgia's defense. Uh, they get Hot Pod back at kicker. He went through. He's 35 for 43, uh, in a awesome job filling in uh, after Rodrigo uh, went to the pros. So um, at South Carolina, week three, Tennessee at home, November 5th at Kentucky, November 19th. It's an over or nothing for me. Dogs, anything more there? Yeah, no, I, I already, I've, I've, I played the over 10 and a half. And I, I think we've kind of, I don't want to say beaten them, be beaten to, beaten down here to, to be beaten, beaten to death here. But, uh, <laughs> we, we've got, I think we, our opinions are pretty, uh, pretty strong here. So, yeah, over, mm-hmm. I'm over 10 and a half. All right. Um, I am fired up to see them go to Columbia, uh, cause I think, uh, South Carolina, I will get to them in a second. Uh, Florida, 13 years since they won the SEC, which is amazing to me. Um, I absolutely love the hire Billy Napier. Um, they obviously Mullen, just going back and look at it, Bear. He started 29 and five, and then he lost nine in the last 14. We know what the question's about recruiting. Uh, I still think there's talent there. I think Billy's going to do a great job. I just feel like they're so fed up and impatient as a lot of these people are. Uh, oh, that I think it's a problem. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's tough. I I'm, I'm on under seven and a half. I paid minus minus one fifty. Uh, I'm not sold on Richardson. I need to see more. He's only started one game. Obviously it was against Georgia and he was not great. Um, Napier said, you know, his decision-making is the top priority and that I feel like takes a lot of games to get and they don't have a lot of room uh knowing how they start the season uh he brought his best offensive lineman from louisiana in they get three starters back on the old line that hasn't been great uh guy zipperer is going to be the tight end who looks like he could definitely contribute and they threw 18 picks by by gator quarterbacks last year that's the most since 02 when your boy the zucker was the head coach <laughs> uh thoughts on the gators I'm I'm torn on the Gators. Uh, okay, I, I I kind of agree with you. I don't know how much talent is really there. I think that was one of the bigger criticisms of of Dan is inability, I guess, to recruit. Uh, you're a home underdog against Utah and, and to start the year, and and I think that's an that's an opportunity. I mean, if if you're going to get Utah, uh, I, I think the time to get them there is in that opener. With so much hype around the Utes and potentially being the the best team in the Pac-12, and it's yeah, the first game uh, w- w- with your new head coach and people doubting you, 
going to be hot and humid and uh, not exactly conditions that Utah are, are basically used to. Like that, that, that's a perfect spot to, to to potentially pull the upset. I mean, I mean, would it surprise anybody if Florida opened three? You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, is, is there a reason why you can't go to Tennessee and win? No. And you got Eastern Washington and, and, and Missouri. Like, like if Florida were six and zero, would anybody be totally shocked? Like, I, 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 would. I wouldn't. I would be totally shocked if they're six and zero. Absolutely. With with, with, with okay. I I, I think Kentucky home against South Florida at Tennessee, home I, Eastern Washington, home Missouri. I think they're. I think there's a good possibility they're two and three when they go to Missouri. I I, I just. I think it's a tough. I mean, the the idea of if Kentucky will get to them uh, with the issues that they have, but that Utah team is physical, man, and you're going to have to get up off the deck and play a division game right away. Uh, I, I think that's a tough task for a guy for a team that hasn't had a lot of success. And like I said, I think it's going to take time with Napier. I think he'll instill that. Uh, but that's a that's a tough tough deal and tough way to start the year. So. That's why I'm more I'm more so lean to the under. Yeah, it's it's probably a no play for me. It's seven. I like seven and five is very doable. Uh, yeah, you get you get you get South Carolina at home. You, you get LSU at home. Uh, you get you get Missouri. All these like Kentucky. All those like winnable games. Yes, uh, against the East, they're all at home. And then your mm-hmm. road game, your road game's Vandy. <laughs> so yeah. it's like like like, like there there are opportunities for Florida. I think to win seven or eight games, and and, and like I said, it's you know, the Utah game is what they're two or three point home dog, yeah. and uh, the the game at Tennessee will be. I think it's more. I think there's more of a chance that it's more. It's more of a chance that they beat Utah than they do go on the road and beat I, Tennessee. I agree, but, with but, that. I, but I but I but I I, th- I think there's a good chance they beat Utah Week One. I really do. Okay. Uh, we will. I mean, that's a fascinating would, would, week would, one game. Would, would, no, no, would I? Would I play over seven? I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I played under seven and a half, minus one fifty. Okay. Uh, I feel really good about that. Um, and the defense also has. I mean, we haven't touched about that. I mean, they were obviously people talk about the Grantham uh, scheme and all that, but oh, uh, yeah, you know exactly. the LSU game, they gave up forty to South Carolina. Uh, that's, that, the, that, that was, that, that's the that's the million dollar question right yeah. there. Was it just third and Grantham, or just or just the players, or hey, was it a combination of both? Here you go, fifty ninth in yards per play, five point four yards per play they gave up. They allowed three hundred twenty yards to rushing uh, to <laughs> LSU. That was triple LSU's average for the year. Forty points to South Carolina. That doubled the game. And, and, and LSU team, an LSU team, by the way, an LSU team, by the way, which was like dead team walking at the dime. Yes, yes, I definitely <laughs> had that. That had to the door to the NFL. And fifty-two to Samford, the most by an FCS team against an FBS. Now they got guys too. Cox is a stud on, on the edge. Dexter's a guy that's made plays in the middle. Uh, they have guys back in the secondary. They just couldn't take the ball away from teams. They're only thirteen takeaways. That ranked 104th in the country. Um, I, 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 I don't. I, like I said, I love the higher. I just don't. I don't have that high expectations this year, and that's why I'm under seven and a half. I, if you if you can find under seven and a half, I, I would. 
I, well, I think I, I got uh, that, Circa. Circa had okay. that. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I only I only pulled the numbers from DraftKings this morning just to got have it. something handy. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I I, I I I I can I would certainly consider that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tennessee. Everybody's Vols. Uh, do you believe the hype? Offensively, I believe the hype for sure. <laughs> and, and I and I think I, I don't want the, the issue I have with with Tennessee is more of a me problem. I, I did not think that last year was going to go well for them mm-hmm. at all. And then for them to completely smash and exceed my expectations for them. Um, now everybody has the expectations for them this year. Like, like, do I want to, like, I hate, like, like it's, it, it's the old, the old adage. Like if you weren't at the baptism, you don't want to be there for the funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to go all in on a team that you really weren't sure about last year? And then they, they wound up having this prolific offensive season and now everybody's on them and you have the, the, the game against Bama, the crossover, uh, the crossover game against Bama, the, the game at Georgia, uh, you go to South Carolina, you go to LSU, you go to Pitt, who beat you last year. Like, like the, there are some landmines there for them to uh, to kind of navigate with the defense. I think that still has some issues. Uh, agree on all fronts. I think the Pitt game is massive, uh, especially when you talk about a win total. I've seen over seven and a half minus one sixty and over eight minus one twenty. Uh, I don't really want to touch either of those. Uh, I, I just because I, I, I same thing. How much better can Hendon Hooker be? I, I, he was phenomenal. Was it thirty one thirty one three TINT or whatever it was? Sixty eight percent completion percentage, one hundred and eighty one passer efficiency rating. Like that's and they found him in that in that game against Pitt. So to me, that game dictates a lot because. You know, I've heard people talk about is the Florida must win. Well, yeah, if you're going to have a, a a breakout season, but you got to go to Pitt and win because they came to your house and beat you last year. And to take that next step, that that's a game you have to go win. And you touched on the defense; they gave up 40 points five times last year. The only team that was worse than them in third down conversions allowed was Missouri. They allowed third down conversions on 42 percent. Uh, of the third downs, and that ranked 101st in the NCAA. Uh, they do get their kicker back. I want to mention that, but it's I, I I don't see the defense taking that amount of strides because in in fact they're in that with Hooker. You know, I don't think he has another tier to his game. I, I thought we saw his ceiling last year. Tillman was unbelievable uh, last year. I still can't believe he dropped that pass against Ole Miss, but that's another time. Um, <laughs> Tennessee is a stay away. And I want to watch and see how it, how it plays out in Knoxville. I'm on my wholeheartedly agree on the stay away part of it. Okay. My Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> Woof. Soon to be the best team in the the, the, yeah. the best program in the uh, SEC, right? Uh, I, I get why I get I, why you have to say it. I get but it. Do you really have to say <laughs> it? I mean, I mean, really. Like I understand, I mean, you need to show confidence in your program and in in what you're doing, but what I mean, you're basically turned into a punchline for for a, a new cycle. Now that being said, they have recruited a lot better than yep. they have in a long time. They've, they've kind of done things 
a little bit differently there with, with player personnel directors and things like, like there's clearly a plan there. And, and I'm really fascinated to see at some point uh, if it does work. Now, I remember it, now, uh, Franklin, what, 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 what they went seven, eight games, I think with Franklin mm-hmm. a couple of mm-hmm. times, got, got to a couple of balls. Like, like it, it, it can be done to that point. You can get uh, to, to that type of level mm-hmm. uh, w- with them. But again, that was also before, Georgia turned into the absolute monster that they are now. Okay. So, I have a positive so, at the I, end I, of I this. Hope, I hope, I hope, I, I hope that they do. Now, now look, there's an opportunity for them to win a couple of games to start the year. You go to, do you think they, do you to, think they win at Hawaii? I haven't examined the game close enough to, to, to know if they <laughs> win at Hawaii. Like they, like, does Hawaii have any, any I have, any I haven't left? gotten to my Hawaii research. I have, I, I, admit, I, have, I, I haven't gotten I haven't to Hawaii either. yet. Um, I do. I just some of these numbers are just astounding, and that's why they cannot be worse. I do give credit. You mentioned the quote he said at SEC Media Day. I do appreciate his quote. Clark Lee talking about the head coach, two and ten last year in a debut season. We cannot microwave the process here, and I think that I mean I give him a lot of credit. Uh, I think he's going to go with Mike Wright, the younger kid at, at, at quarterback. They were 118th in the country in offense, 312 yards per game. They lost three starters, including one that really hurts the kid, Steen. Uh, I think he's going to be a starter for Alabama. They had 34 player, thirty-four plays over 20 yards in 12 games. The only teams worse, Colorado, New Mexico, and Navy. 15.8 points per game, 128th in the country. Only UConn and New Mexico were worse, and to make matters worse, they punted 73 times last year. 73 times they punted, <laughs> and to show you how bad the defense was, they had 45 total punt return yards. 45 total punt return yards. They only returned eight punts. That just tells you how bad the defense is. With all that, oh, I got one more. They do return. Here you go, Bear. 66% of their sacks return. Problem mm. is, problem, there was only nine of them last year. <laughs> Uh, they got six returners, uh, seniors returning on defense. And here is my guarantee for Vanderbilt this year. Week four, they will go to Northern Illinois and win. That's my guarantee. All right. They're going, they're going, they're going to the Mac and getting a W. That's my guarantee. Getting a W. To build building momentum before the, uh, the Alabama game. Yes, exactly. They got to get it in before that. Maybe that means we'll get the uh maybe we'll get that Alabama number down from like 44 to, mm. to, to 42 or something like that. First half. Um the numbers two and a half. I'm I'm I I will get there. I just need to do my Hawaii uh because if you don't win that one, I don't think you have a chance. No, yeah, if you don't win Hawaii, you're not you know you're you're, and, you're and maybe that maybe that presents what what is the number for that game, by the way? I mean, maybe maybe that They're presents given like I want to say they're given close to 10. Hawaii's given 10? No. Vandy's given 10? I I, I could swear. That's how, that's how I lost I am on Hawaii. Like, I haven't even looked yeah. at it. Like, I have no idea. Uh, I think they're playing in their new stadium. The new stadium, right? Yeah, they have to. Vandy minus six and a half week one. Okay. Or week zero. Week zero at Hawaii. 10.30 p.m. Eastern, CBS Sports Network. I will for so I sure be watching pro- that. 
Oh, unquestionably. <laughs> so I like. Ooh. So okay, you got to you got to man, that is tough. You you have to win two road games in order to have any chance of going yes. over. Yes. Well, their home games are like road games for every other conference opponent. Yeah, but but you know? yeah, but, but still, like you've got to win. You got two non-conference road games that you have to win, mm-hmm. or else you have no shot of going over. <laughs> we will make a Vandy play on the season win total before the season starts. I need I need to check out a little more, a couple more things, but. They will go to the Cobb and win. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm that I, I'm that confident. Uh, Kentucky. Uh, we've been proud big, backers. Big, big blue nation. Proud backers of Kentucky the last couple of years. This year, it feels like a different animal. I did see earlier, and I didn't get on the under. It was eight. Now I see over seven and a half, 135 at Circa. Uh, your thoughts on the eight, big blue uh, nation? Eight, un, un, under eight minus one twenty. Okay, uh, crafting. So you could uh play around there and uh, and something. But yeah, this is a um, they're they're an they're an interesting 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 team because I think so many people are uh, excited about Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited about excited about that offense. You, you lose you you lose Wondell Robinson. You 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 lose Liam Cohn. I think there are some and that no knowing Mark the way you and I know Mark, mm-hmm. this is all stuff that's driving and motivating yep. and hearing the questions about about his inability to to replace teams, replace players, and recruit. Um, it's 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 a, it's a hard it's a, I think it's a hard ask for uh, for for Kentucky to go I mean over. Over eight when I'm looking at. It. I mean that, that feels like a like a no win number at all um, to to go over the eight, especially when you look at the like like you got to go to Florida. I think Louisville will be better. You got the Georgia game. You go to Tennessee. Like that, that, I mean, even in the best case scenario, it, it feels like nine and three. Well, mm. it's like the ultimate ultimate. Yeah. Like if, if you told Kentucky fans that we're going to go going to go nine and three right Sign now. Sign me up. Like, like done. Let's not play the season. Let's go straight to the Outback Bowl, or mm. whatever, or whatever the Outback Bowl is being called now. I forgot. Oh yeah, you, I forgot. It's always it's the Outback Bowl. The yeah. Outback Bowl. Uh, yeah. I saw Circa has has seven and a half for over minus one thirty five. I guess I would take a shot at that. But you mentioned a bunch of the things. Um, Wandell gone. They do get Rodriguez. We don't know what's going on with him. Yes. Uh, He's definitely looking at a suspension. <laughs> there, you know, people around the program are worried how long it's going to be, and that's why I that Florida game's huge. And then they have to play Ole Miss, uh, I believe, week four. So no, 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 no. Well, they they get Northern Illinois fresh off the bandy game. Oh, oh, my schedule's wrong. Oh, week five. No, okay, so, Ole Miss at Ole Miss, October first. Will 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 Kentucky beat the boys from DeKalb? You've already called Vandy beating yes. the boys from DeKalb. I, yes, I, I agree too. I think they will. Ah, uh, but you mentioned Liam Cohen. I think I, I just I really thought highly of him, and 
They bring in Scangarello, who is a guy from the Niners, and that's why I I wonder about this offense because I I, well, I love Will Levis, but they lost both their tackles in their center, and those guys are all in the NFL. And with see, there's there's two deals here with that Liam Cohen, McVay, Shanahan offense, and Scangarello comes from the Shanahan offense, whereas more uh, I would say two tight ends. And they don't really have uh, um, tight ends. Uh, I, I'm not sure they're as deep as they have been there. And I think they're going to go more to that wide running game. And it's it's different than the, the O-line has, has done. Uh, they lost their O-line coach to Kentucky. So mm-hmm. that, and then you mentioned Rodriguez not being there at the beginning of the year. I think there's a lot of stuff in there. They do get Tavian Robinson from Virginia Tech, who's been phenomenal. They do like their receivers. They got two freshmen, uh, local kid, Dane Key, they 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 thought really high, highly of. Um, Stoop says the deepest wide receivers group he's had since he's been in Lexington. Um, they do have four tight ends. I just don't know wh- how, what the quality of those guys is because they're going to be asked to do more in a Scangarello offense. Uh, they lost three big difference makers on defense. I love Pascal, big McCall up front, and and Corker was a safety. They got see, uh, some super seniors at at linebackers, um, but the production that they they're losing, where are they getting that from off uh, uh, off on defense? Uh, super senior kicker Ruffalo, twenty six thirty two in his career. Um, get mo- both you mentioned it. Both Mississippi schools in the crossovers could. What's the longest they could go undefeated? Could they go? Could they go seven and zero? Could they? Yeah, absolutely. You know how Mark yeah. get worked up for that South Carolina game. Mm-hmm. I mean, ugh, yeah, it's that Florida. That, that timing of that game for Florida is really interesting. And yes. you, you mentioned that too, like Florida having to bounce back and play and play Kentucky, who. I mean, the, the way that they've had offensive linemen go to the NFL. Like, I think that offensive line will be better than – I don't want to say you think that they're going to be bad, but I, I think they'll be okay. Obviously, they're not going to be like the group that they've had, but but I think they'll be okay. That could be that could be a tough game for Florida, a really tough spot, depending on how that yeah. how that Utah game goes. Yeah. Um. So, I, very interesting year. I think the, the beginning of the year, obviously, with the Rodriguez possible suspension will dictate – what you see. I just need to see that offense uh before I do anything. Could they be a weekly play? Probably. Uh, but I need to see it. And that's why I'm not touching the the season win total. Um, I hope they're undefeated. I hope they're undefeated so we get to Lexington for the Georgia game. There we go. I want uh, 10 and 0, 10 and 0 hosting Georgia <laughs> on November 19th. We'll see you at Kroger Field. There's your optimism, big blue nation. All right. South Carolina. Your thoughts? I think I, I think they're a tough team to evaluate. You 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 have again a team that I don't think very many people thought were going to be very good last year, and I think they kind of surprised some some teams and exceeded some expectations. And, and now you you bring in uh, Rattler and some some other players. You should have. We talked about Georgia's tight end room yes. uh, being the best in the country. South Carolina is going to have mm-hmm. one of the better tight end rooms uh, in, in in the country as well. I'm really curious to see 
because again, th- this is another step right into it. Uh, mm-hmm. You got the Georgia, Georgia State is not a slouch nope. by any means at all. That is a dangerous game uh, in the opener. Then you go to Arkansas, and then you got Georgia. So, like it would, it would be absolutely if they lose that Georgia State game, which they're gonna, they're favored a big yep. to, to win that game, and they should win the game. But we we've seen Georgia State pull upsets before. Yeah, um, and. and if they lose that game, and then you probably stare, you're staring over three in the face because you're going to go yes. Arkansas. You're going to go Arkansas and win. No, you're going to beat Georgia. No, and, and that'll really like they, they need to they need to beat Georgia State and then have a winning record going to Kentucky and in the meat of that SEC schedule. Uh, it's hard for me to play the over on South Carolina, knowing uh, knowing that you have a And M on the schedule, uh, knowing that you end the game at Clemson, who by that point in the year. Could have their stuff together. You have Clemson. I mean, yeah, yeah. You have Georgia on the schedule. Like, like it's it's hard for me, uh, despite all the optimism around that program right now. It's hard. I mean, it's over six, over six minus one forty. Uh, I, I think there are enough potholes on that schedule that seven and five is going to be hard to come by. All right, uh, I gar- I grabbed over six at minus one twenty five. I know, I know, I know you love them. I know, I, I know you. I, love, I, I love Shane too. Here's the deal. They couldn't throw the ball down the field last year, Bear. They couldn't do no, it, they couldn't. and they won six games. They won, you know, seven and six with the bowl game win. They beat Florida. They beat Auburn. They beat North Carolina in the, in that game. I just, I'm not a Spencer Rattler fan, but he is light years ahead of what they had at quarterback last year. And you mentioned the Titans, the the the, the personnel groupings that they're going to be able to throw at teams. Jaheim Bell is an absolute freakazoid. Um, he 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 could line up anywhere on the field. He could line up in the backfield next to Rattler. He could line up wide as the widest wide receiver. Uh, they get uh Van back. Uh, Christian Beal Smith from Wake Forest. Uh, you know, leading rusher the last two years. They get him. Juice Wells is a wide receiver from James Madison. They love him in the program. The whole offensive line is back and backups. Um, I, I just, I, if they won six last year with no offense. I, I feel really good about them them going them winning at least seven. Uh, I just I, I think the ability to have an offense just helps it helps your defense, it helps your special teams, it helps your mindset, it helps your wide receivers knowing they're gonna have a chance to get the ball unlike last year. Uh, they held teams to 17 or fewer in six of the eight SEC games last year. Um, they do got to get more sacks. They got a couple five stars returning up front and Pickens and Birch, who are both studs. They get Terrell Dawkins from NC State. Uh, I, I just they led the SEC in takeaways. They need to, to get up there again. And uh, you mentioned Georgia State. Georgia State also shows up on North Carolina's schedule. I think the following week in North Carolina is going to Turner Field to play them. North Carolina's got a weird opening schedule. I think they go. Oh yeah, to, yeah. The Appalachian They go to two Boone and two so weird Atlanta. Um, so I think they win Georgia State, and I really think they have a good chance of winning at Arkansas because uh, I like the way they match up against them. So I am all in on over six minus one twenty five for the Gamecocks, and uh, I, I'm pumped to to see that play out because I think the offense and the fan base will be great. One of the one of the, my favorite fan bases. In the country. And that leads us to Mizzou. 
The number is five and a half plus 105. A lot of changeover. Uh, got the first five-star or third ever five-star recruit in program history who is by all means, and everybody talks around him, Luther Burden is an absolute stud. Um, they lost all SEC center. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the multiple tight end sets uh, as they have in the years past. And I do love a coach drink quote of discipline to compete precedes the discipline to win. Quarterback Bazelak left for Indiana. Brady Cook played in the bowl game. I thought he played great for a first time against Army. Mm -hmm. They also have a kid, Taylor Macon, and then they still have Jack Abraham. Yes, that Jack Abraham. <laughs> Southern Miss Jack Abraham, yep. 25 years old. Um, the defense obviously was atrocious that's the thing. Are they going to be able to stop anybody? I mean, that, that's, I, the, that's everything. Yeah. Um, they're going to score. I'll tell you right now, they're going to score points. Uh, could be a nice over uh, play in weeks where – we can we can get along the number. Uh, what do they got? To, oh, that's the game. They got La Tech at home. I think that's a blind. The, 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 the Blake Baker at K State at K State week two. Oh, that's a Thursday night La Tech. Okay, and then Abilene Christian, and then they go to Auburn. What's their record when they go to Auburn? Two and one. Okay, I I might have texted Coach Drink and said, "Hey, if you're," <laughs> I said, uh, "I said if you're four zero, how about game day to 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 Missouri on October first for uh, October first for Georgia?" His response: "Hell, I'm trying to go one and zero." Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm only I'm only Christians. No joke of a uh... no. No, no, no joke of a uh, an FCS game either. Just going back and and reading some of this, um, I mean, what Tennessee did to them was just brutal. I will say they improved, <laughs> uh, but it was I think you can only improve from the start of their year Correct. on the defensive side. Um, they allowed seventeen rushing touchdowns in the first five games. Tennessee ran for four fifty two and scored on ten of the first eleven possessions. Yeah, they're the old, they're the old, the old. Uh, uh, you, you got a bunch of returning production coming back from the from a very non-productive <laughs> unit. So, well, well, it, could, it could could just be a thing where maybe they do take a a little bit of a a step forward. Yeah, I, I just the way it stacks up, it's not a play for me. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, though. Um, uh, Coach Drink always has has a good game plan. Uh, they were six and seven last year. That tough loss to Army in the bowl game. Yeah, uh, 11, how, how he should have won that game. I know. And all the money was on Army in that game. Yeah. And uh, he's 11 and 12 in his first two years. He starts his third year. So that's Mizzou. Uh, it's a no play for me, but i um, fired up to see what they bring to the table because I think he's he's the right guy for that job. You just got to let him keep building and, and, and recruiting. He's done very well on that side. Uh, anything, any other? I mean, you mentioned Will Anderson, Heisman. Anybody else? I saw David Hale had an interesting one with uh, Jameer Gibbs running back at Alabama. He took a shot on him. I thought that was yeah, interesting. I, I, I do think yeah, he's yeah, well, that was interesting too. Um, you still got to wonder though if like someone on the off on the offense other than 
other than Young would get some votes. That's uh, mm. I guess I wonder too. I guess you got to figure out like if, if you like Alabama to win the win the league, do you just play Alabama right now to win the league? I mean, yeah, I think the, so. I mean, who but, knows what? Who knows what? The, actually, the problem the problem is unlike Ohio State, like the Ohio State money line in the Big Ten championship game is going to be a lot longer than what the Ohio State money line to win the league is right now. So, whereas I, I think if Alabama plays Georgia uh, in the SEC championship game, like what will the the money line might not be mm. that much different from what it is now. So it, it's probably just best to. Right now, you, if they played, if they played week one, you would favor Alabama, right? Yeah, I, I think too. you'd have to. I think you'd have to. Any thoughts on Georgia I, laying I, a big number could, week one? No, no. I, what I'm looking at is the is what I'm looking at is the uh, the total in the game potentially, and even more specifically the the Oregon team total. But like we've seen, Bo Nix versus the Georgia defense, and we've seen that yep. we've seen how it ends. And it doesn't end well. And like, how is Oregon going to score? Uh, I, if you look at you, if you extrapolate out the total uh, with, with the team total, you're probably looking at like Oregon under 17, under 17 and a half as a team total. I think that's going to be a hard, a hard ask for Oregon to to score three touchdowns in that game uh, to go over 17 and a half. And at the same time, like I don't know. I think people are going to have this perception. Because Mario is gone, because Kevin Thibodeau is gone, like the Oregon defense is still going to be really, really good with Sewell and Justin Flowback and, and some of the other guys that they lost to injury last year. Like it's not a given that or that 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 Georgia, with the familiarity that Lanning has with that offense and a lot of those players' strengths and weaknesses, that Georgia puts up a monster number in no. this game. Yeah, like like this could just be a dead under game. Regard in addition to the under. For the Oregon team total. So I, I think it's very interesting. Like I think so many people are locked in on the, the Notre Dame, Ohio State game week one because of those names and the schools and the programs. Like the, the Oregon Georgia game is much more fascinating to me than, than, than Ohio State Notre Dame, which I don't think will ultimately be super competitive. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I was doing some, uh, West Virginia reading last night. I am fired up for the backyard brawl that first Thursday night. I can't wait. I'm so that, looking forward to going. I have no idea what to expect from West Virginia. It could go either way, and it wouldn't surprise me. They could they could step up and, and have a surprise type season, yep. or they could be really bad. Like, yep. it, it, nothing would surprise me. And on the other side, you got Pitt, who the next week they got Tennessee coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's. You gotta you gotta win that game. I, I just I haven't I haven't gone in on Pitt yet, but the West Virginia things, I I I've liked what I've read a lot. And I saw I grabbed them, I think I had eight or seven and a half I already grabbed. Um and that first Thursday night. I'll take the points in that game. Um just because I I feel they have to get better quarterback play from JT. Uh I like the mix of him with Graham Harrell. Um Daggy was just he just he couldn't do it. Um, yeah, it was just one You know, and I, I just in a week one, I think Neil Brown will have that team buttoned up, knowing they got to go there. And then the other one, Penn State, Purdue. Uh, still have some roster checking on Penn State, but I read about Purdue. Um, that's you're talking season win totals. That that might be one 
that you know after that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else? A lot, else? People, anything? A, lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people high on Purdue this year. Yes, Lambert, uh, Lambert, Lambert coming back and some players they, back from injury and a lot they of lost two studs though that scare me. Yeah, Arlaftis mm-hmm. and, and Bell. I, I think yep. I think I think they're going to have very good NFL careers. Both those guys, I really do. Um, anything else about your travels? You want to tell the people any new responsibilities? Me? No. I, no. I, I took a nice nice trip this past uh, past spring. It was great until I had to sit there on the, in the middle of the Mediterranean and not be able to get off the massive amount of Liverpool Champions League futures that I had. It was awful to sit there and watch it and, and know that I was completely screwed after Courtois made a save on Sadio Mane, and I was like, this is not going to end well, and I was unable to do anything about it because all the internet sites were blocked, and a buddy of mine was like, there has to be a bookie on the boat somewhere. Go find him. And uh, couldn't happen. That was a that was a great trip, but a but a very down a very somber evening for sure. Mm. How's 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 the how's the spa treating you up in Saratoga? Uh, I had two really nice hits uh, up there. Two two really nice pick fives, and um, the weekend that I was out in Vegas for the contest, it did not go well. It was a terrible uh, terrible weekend, and I don't like hair. Yeah, that was great. I had a great hit the week before, had the terrible weekend at the contest, and then came back home and had a really nice uh, pick five as well. So, and so I think I'm, uh, I think I'm due for a nice, uh, a, a nice week here. After last weekend was a, uh, a down week. I really didn't do much last weekend because the, the card the cards were kind of, okay, kind of poopy to. To, to be honest with you, I'm gonna say it happens. Things. It happens time to time up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, how, how are you? How are you? I mean, I mean those are the days you people, just gotta survive. Maybe if you figured out a way to make money, the way I bet with pick fours and pick fives, like uh, if you could figure out a way to make money with Jackie's Warrior and and an epicenter, it's just just short prices and short fields. It's it's tough for me because you gotta basically search the. Uh, I mean, you, you did get some prices in the last couple of legs, but yeah. It, 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 it's it, it's uh, the, the couple of nice hits have really outweighed everything else so far. All right. Uh, anything else before we go? What uh, what do we want to do next week? You want to get to your canes in the ACC? Sure. Why not? All right. ACC next week. Uh, I love the quarterback conversation in that league. I, I'm fired up for it. Maybe we, maybe we grab somebody to talk, get a quarterback expert on, see what we could do. I think we can figure. I think we can manage that to hash out the uh, the ideas. So, um, all right, if that's it, all you got, that's it. That's the SEC. All the plays uh, to recap. My two favorites are South Carolina over. I would go LSU over six and a half. South Carolina over six. Pay the pay the juice. And I in the West, I would I would say under Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm 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 obvious here with the with the two big dogs mm. uh over over the ten and a half, lay the lay the juice, and then LSU over would be the uh over the seven would be the other one for me. Have Those you seen I like the most. have you seen to make the playoff odds? Um no, I have not, but I can I can look. Let's see. I feel like see. that's a bet rivers. Well, uh, unfortunately, 
unfortunately, Connecticut Sugar House and and I, and I aren't getting along right now. They don't. They, they don't. I guess they don't like the figure that I've had with them over the last year. So that that was that. You said it, so now I have to go there because I opened my mouth. But it's it's like it, it it's totally bizarre, man. Like I mentioned, I was on vacation. Like before I went on vacation, I mean, I was out of the country and on a cruise. Like and it was like I wasn't. I didn't make a bet for three weeks because I was away. I was out of Connecticut, mm-hmm. and before I left, I, I the sides of the totals were and the live betting were totally fine. I, I was totally cool, all good. And I and I come. And I was limited in, in the some of the player props and, and the derivative markets like that, which okay, but it, it was it was still playable and still manageable. And I come back, and I, I forget who the Lightning were playing. I don't know if it were, I don't know if it were the Rangers. I don't know if it were the Leafs. But I go to play. Like it, it was apparent that this game was going under, so I like bought a an under under six and a half in game. And it was a massive number. So I go to play it and it's like, sorry, the max wager allowed is like 8708. I'm like, what? I'm like, click it again. Same thing. And all of a sudden I was like limited to like winning $15 a pop. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I haven't made a bet in three weeks. Like what, what, what the hell happened here? Why all of a sudden I'm like basically banned from, Connecticut, like someone at Canby or Rush Street all of a sudden decided, I guess, maybe they didn't like the pictures I was posting from the cruise. I, I don't know. But, yeah, so, so yeah, Connecticut Sugar House and Rush Street and, and Canby right now and myself are not are not the uh, the, the best of friends. Yeah, I, I mentioned that I tried to play that TC when we did the uh, the Daily Wager show when we were talking about, like, week one odds. I'm like, oh, my God, like TCU's only seven and a half against, against – uh, Colorado, let me try and play that. So I go to play that and you know, try to, to play it. And then, that, of course, that got limited to like $5.72 or whatever it was. It was just like, <laughs> what are we, what, what's going like, like, what the hell is going on? So who knows? Who knows if it'll ever get remedied or not. But all I know is it's it's just, it's all going to be better with legalization, right? Yeah. All, all, yeah perfect. Terrific. Mm. But great with DraftKings and FanDuel on sides and totals. I'm good. And again, a couple of restrictions with some futures, but, but uh, yeah, I'm, it's what, it's what sticks about not only having two outs here in the state of Connecticut, where now with, with having one of my, uh, one of my legs chopped out from under me in terms of finding the best line. Yeah. Um, at least you don't have to drive. Now you sent me off on a, now you sent me off on a tangent. Now you, at least you don't have to drive over to another state to do yours. Okay. Well, I, I well, I, I, pretty soon I think, uh, I, I think pretty soon uh, Massachusetts is going to have yeah. something. Yeah, it just went down uh, Monday I, morning. I, yeah, I, I might have to. Uh, I mean, what what I what, what that could do would be uh, maybe on some of those uh, days where I have an early flight, or a, a late <laughs> flight. You know, it's not too hard from one more it's exit. Hard, it's not too hard for uh, to just stay north on bright on uh, ninety one. No, nope. had to head across the border. Um, we'll see. All right. That'll do it. ACC next week. Thank you uh, for everybody asking when we're coming out. But now we're here and we'll be with you to the end of the season. And uh, let it rip. Bear, take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. 
You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.